0: I came across this article. It was like 86 benefits to journaling. It's like, I don't want to read 86 benefits of anything because I'll forget like the 85 of them. And so uh, we look for. A read. Sounds like
1: an onion article, really. It does.
0: But it wasn't. It was like popular psychology or something like that. This is the Creative Double Shot, a conversation about building the creative life you want. I'm Jonathan.
1: And I'm Ginger. If you want more creativity in your life, let's talk.
0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Creative Double Shot.
1: Welcome.
0: <laughs> uh, today, we're going to be talking about journaling. And one of the reasons I think that it bears talking about, I think we both think it bears talking Absolutely. about. Absolutely. You know, we've been talking a lot about our creative practices and how to approach them and tips and all that kind of stuff. And then there are these sort of almost meta tools that can help us along the way, too, to help us work through some of that headspace In our creative practice, so that we can get the most out of it. I almost said be productive, you know, have the most productive, but yeah, get the most out of our creative practice, whether it be emotionally, spiritually, or physically. I know that uh, you've been journaling for a lot longer than I have, and you journal a lot more regularly than I do. Um, So I thought that might be a good place to start in terms of like what, what a kind of an ongoing journaling process might look like. Yeah, tell us a little bit about your journaling journey. Everybody settle in because I could talk about this. <laughs> this is a, all an eight hour episode. Long. So buckle up.
1: It started way back in the day <laughs> when I was about seven or eight. I had such a romantic notion of a locked diary. Oh, yeah. And uh, my brother got me one for Christmas, which I still have. I only wrote in it for about. A month or something like that, but I've got some very cute little observations that I made. So it started with Dear diary. I had pancakes for breakfast. I went to school today. Stuff like that. Yeah,
0: pancakes that could be in today's. But pancakes
1: journal. are a thread that have run through this thing. <laughs> like
0: <laughs> we're, we're here to sell you our pancake journaling technique. Um, the journal's in the shape of a pancake. That's a really it's got good CR idea. Bank. I don't think that's <laughs> ridiculous, but hey, see
1: creativity. It's this all is happening, like, man. Put the it all out fine. there.
0: <laughs> that's the first benefit of journaling. So I'm sorry. Anyway. Yes. Anyway,
1: yeah. So it started with that, and then uh, I would say that's the kind of thing. And then I did a lot of tortured, you know, angsty journaling, uh, poetry writing in. High school, which I've mentioned poetry before. This is something I've dipped into, and then uh, as a therapist uh, for many years, I encourage my, you know, clients to journal. But I also I used it a lot for personal problem solving, so relationship issues yeah. and stuff. I distinctly remember cases where I was writing about something and it helped me, you know, process it. So which we'll get into a little bit more. But then in the '90s, I read. The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron, which Classic. many people are familiar with and she has the concept of morning pages, which is basically just a dump of of everything you're thinking about for 3 pages every morning, no matter what it is. It could be a laundry list, you're not supposed to think about the form and all that kind of stuff, you're just supposed to write. And I really was attracted to that idea, so I started doing that really regularly and pretty much I've Done that ever since.
0: How would you say that that's evolved, though? Right. So I haven't done content exactly. Of your journaling? Right.
1: Right. Right. So I started out. I I really liked that idea of not having any kind of structure on it. You're just supposed to write because what you're doing is you're just warming yourself up. You're kind of loosening up and getting rid of this kind of perfectionist, like I need to write full mm-hmm. sentences or I need to write something that someone's going to read someday and think is awesome. So the way my journaling practice has evolved is I think I was very problem-focused for many years, Mm -hmm. which is helpful and helps me realize some things about myself. However, I started to feel like it was keeping me stuck in the problem, focused on the problem, right? So even though I did find solutions, I think now I really focus on what's going well and problem-solving for the creative practice. And I think one thing that kind of turned that around was reading this book called "The Day Book" by Ann Truitt, oh, cool. who is a visual artist was a visual artist, and her journals are awesome. I'm reading them and thinking these have got to be edited. You know, this is certainly not the way this was just put down. If so, my hat is off to her, but um <laughs> right. but yeah, but it was so interesting to read because. It was just this beautiful flow of her art practice, her personal life, mothering, mm, yeah, you know it was just all of that. It was just ah, it was delicious and i I read those, and I thought, okay, if I die and anybody reads my things, I don't want them to just be reading about me having a sandwich for lunch, and <laughs> you know, like ah, whether I'm going to have to burn all these, I don't know anyway, so so it got me thinking that. I wanted to focus, I wanted to mesh my life and my art more, which I was trying to do anyway. And so journaling helped me do that. And now I focus more on what I'm grateful for Mm, and what I'm interested in having more of in my life. I make a conscious because I can easily step back into that like, oh, I was feeling so fearful today or whatever. And then I go, wait, 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 but also because I, yeah, anyway.
0: I think that's really interesting in the way that it ties in with a lot of things that we've talked about in previous episodes, as far as what do you want to focus on and what do you want to come out of your creative practice? And and then also the other thing that really struck me as you were describing that is just the interwovenness of our creative practice with our regular life and how things you do in one thing bleed into the other and can affect either negatively or positively that, you know, back and forth as well. And so that's really cool, you know, I remember you telling me about the morning pages, and at that point, I wasn't doing, uh, I was doing more music as a creative practice, but really just playing songs and learning how to play the guitar, and it was just an end unto itself, right? I wasn't going anywhere with it other than trying to get better. And so, you know, for me, it was like, well, I just want to sleep, and then, you know, I'll get up, eat breakfast, and go to work, maybe shower in there sometime, It, like it didn't resonate with me at all at the time. And I would say that I still don't have a regular journaling practice. And maybe part of it's because I do write, like because I, I'm a writer. And if I have limited time in the morning, which seems to be the case most days, mm-hmm. uh, I will choose my writing over journaling. But I find that I use journaling most not to examine, not for any self-awareness reasons. <laughs> um, no, that's not true. But more though, I use it for problem solving for my writing. So if I get stuck, then I hit the journal and I kind of process things that way. So that's sort of the, more the purpose of my journaling than anything else. You know, I definitely have some, you know, this happened yesterday and da-da-da-da-da. But it's not a regular practice. And so I, would, I do it sporadically. And I, I find I do most of my journaling, my like intensive journaling, uh, either around the holidays when I have more time off. Mm. And so I have more, I feel like I have more time to just sort of be as opposed to, well, I need to do this and take care of that. And then the other times, of course, so when, like I worked, when I was working through this new novel concept, that was sort of my journaling. Like I was handwriting all this stuff because I, want, I didn't want to sit, I sit in front of the computer all day anyway. So it was a, it's a nice way to engage with my creative practice without being on a device.
1: Yeah. So you journal by hand with a pen and paper. Yes.
0: Well, it's funny. I, yes. But when I started back into it, I think it was this fall. Yeah, because it was before I started doing the novel concept. I was doing it on a Google Doc, and then I was just like, God, I just feel like I'm, you know, it's work journaling. You know, I'm just here at work typing, (laughs) and and it was good. But what I also found is that I never, I never went back too much and read what I had written. Whereas by having the physical journal, I'm more likely to do that. Maybe not right away, but somewhere down the line, just pick it up and thumb through it. But I don't do that with digital docs. And
1: that's what I would argue that that's then almost a cross practice of writing because it is an aesthetic experience oh, yeah. of the paper and the writing because for me it's a very sensual experience watching the gel ink go across the page yeah yeah for and sure getting obsessed with practicing cursive writing which by the way Takes me three times longer to write a sentence in true cursive. I thought I wrote in cursive, yeah, and then I realized I had to actually do a nice hybrid. <laughs> yeah, but I I went back and relearned a couple of letters that I had forgotten how to do in true cursive. And but that to me, I feel like is a cross practice that you're doing to like we talked about a couple times ago, playing a little music or doing something else of creative. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, like for a,
0: sure, yeah, it, it gets you out of your Normal habit and practice, and kind of yeah. exposes your mind to a, just a different experience, which yeah. is always good. Yeah, hundred percent. And it's interesting too, you know. There, so like we just we just talked about the ways that we journal, and there are a lot of man. If you go on Google, searched <laughs> journaling or journals or benefits of journaling, and there are jillion articles because apparently it's very much part of the consciousness right now. It's very much a part of our. The self care Mm zeitgeist—that's which is awesome—but it also then it it gives you all these options and opportunities. It's like, well, should I do a gratitude journal or should I do a creative practice journal? Should I do morning pages? And it's like, well, yeah, there are a lot of different forms out there, right? And and then you think of like it's a, a bullet journal. Like to me, something like a bullet journal doesn't feel like a journal as much as a productivity day planner, right? You know, and that I have zero interest in it feels more like a tool. I just came across a blog post about journaling from James Clear, who wrote Atomic Habits, about how to kind of take control of your life in various facets. And and a lot of it dovetails nicely with the creative practice stuff. And he has this thing, it's like, yeah, you write a sentence a day, which I thought was really cool. And then I started digging into it deeper. And it just so happens that he sells a journal (laughs) that you can set (laughs) up to do a because you can't do that with regular paper. There's just no way. No. In, impossible. How
1: would you do that by yourself?
0: I don't know. You'd have to
1: mm-hmm.
0: hire a team, probably. Now, <laughs> that's a really good segue into if you're interested in this, and we highly recommend it for a number of reasons. And we'll get into the benefits of journaling mm-hmm. here in a second. But you need to find what works for you, just like everything, and not feel bad when so you could try three different types of journaling that's out there, and then just fall on something that that works for you and roll with it. But If you've never done it before, it's going to take a little feeling out to feel like what feels good. And and that's kind of where I landed. It's like, well, I'm not going to journal every day, and that's okay, but it's a tool I have here that can help me. And it's interesting, and it's it's a fun way to engage my practice on a non-digital level and all that kind of stuff. And so one other thing about what I'm doing right now is I'm doing that read-through of my novel. And so basically I've got the manuscript printed out, and I have— the page I'm reading and then the page before it, the back of it. So basically, as I'm reading that page, I'm taking notes. Mm-hmm. And, it, and in a lot of ways, it is kind of the same. It's, a, it's another form of handwritten journaling for this project, because not only am I just making like editorial marks and stuff like that, but I'm also ruminating like, oh, well, I could, you know, what about doing something like this and just kind of working through scenarios and things like that. And so now I have this written record of it that yeah. corresponds directly to the pages that I'm looking at at the time. So that's kind of neat.
1: And it looks really cool oh,
0: to yeah. come upon
1: it, like sitting on the couch, like
0: oh, Diary of a Madman. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere Ozzy Osbourne is gibbering. I mean, All smiling. These
1: mathematical equations and
0: stuff. And... <laughs> Sorry, a lot of strings and yarn. <laughs> it's good. Um, anyway, so yeah, so there are these different forms. And uh, ideally, if you get in there, you, you'll find something that works for you. But more importantly, then the form that it takes, because that's the, that's kind of irrelevant, right? Like ideally, the what's relevant is that you figure out something that's that works. You for like you. doing, yeah. yeah, and that's it, right? I think that's a great point. If you don't enjoy it, then you shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> it you know, just stop. But there are a lot of benefits to journaling that are that go beyond just like oh, I have this record of of what happened today. Kind of journaling, you know. There are the mental health benefits. It's a way to work through. And this is cool right because this also goes back to that idea of your regular life and your creative life overlapping hugely. And so if you're having creative issues like oh I'm stuck on this thing, you you can kind of just sort of work through it and I like the idea that when you come to the page for journaling, you don't have to know what to write about. Yeah. So you just kind of get in there and then the wheels start turning and then it's almost this dialogue between your brain and your writing that it's a positive feedback loop where you write more, your brain thinks more, you write more, you think. And, and it's, it's almost like a self-counseling situation, I think. so. Yeah,
1: which we've been talking about a lot this week, the creative practices like that too, that you don't just go to the page and have this fully formed thing and mm-hmm. it just comes out. Yes. Yeah, yeah. A sculptor doesn't just throw the lump down and say, it's done. You make the first mark and then you reconsider. Yeah. So that also is a dialogue.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's a really great point. And I think it's a nice way to take the pressure off yourself when you approach your practice, whatever it is, you know, that's like, oh, it's okay. You have whole, to know. Don't, well, and that's even right because I was thinking, oh, you know, the permission to suck, but it's like, well, that's true, but also the permission to not really know fully what you're hoping to come out with and being, and being willing to roll with the punches yeah. and go, okay, I was thinking like a sculptor, you know, and they hit maybe a crumbly vein in their, their material but they've already got all this work into it. So they try and figure out a way to work around it or work with it. Um, and I'm not a sculptor, so I may no, be exactly pulling that right either. out of thin air, but uh, I like the idea Sure, of that it.
1: happens, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, or if you have a canvas that has a knot like a,
1: a yeah.
0: in it or something. I think of our, <laughs> this, is, this is the coffee talking, but uh, <laughs> I think of our skillet. We have this skillet that we cook on just about every day, eggs, pancakes, whatever, but it's got this little nub on it that I keep telling, that's been there since we got it. And I was like, I'm going to get the Dremel and I'm going to, take that down. And I haven't. And you just, you do, you eventually you're just like, oh, there's that thing. I'm just going to work around <laughs> right. it, you know, and it's just kind of funny. Yeah. And so, you know, there's that mental health stuff. There's like, if you have a technical problem or a conceptual problem, or, you know, what, it, if you're just trying to work through something that's got you a little bit stuck, I think you can use your journal to kind of go through all of the permutations of that thing. Like, what if I try this? Uh, and for me, it's, it's like usually ideas. Like, well, what if this happens? And mm, that doesn't make sense. Well, what if this happens? But eventually, if you do that long enough, it's an exercise that kind of, again, gets the brain spinning. Eventually, you can land on something that you're willing to move forward with. And so you can kind of organize your thoughts in in these things. There are also physical benefits of journaling. Oh, yes. Can you tell us about that?
1: Well, we found out this morning that it can lower blood pressure. It reduces anxiety. And these are all, for me, anecdotally, absolutely, I feel like I have gotten every benefit they mentioned. Anxiety reduction,
0: helping you deal with like things like depression. There's even a study that said people who journal while they're healing from wounds heal quicker, right. which is fascinating. And I don't know that there's like a oh yes, if you journal six times a day, your wound will heal this much or anything like that, <laughs> which would be really cool. That would be <laughs> you know so prescribe six journal entries a day, um, but that's pretty cool, right? I mean, which which makes sense. Like if you're getting mental health benefits generally those translate into physical benefits too i think people who have maybe mental health situations that really exacerbate physical health Mm -hmm. like chronic pain and things like that yeah so anything that helps your mind is probably going to help your body too which is cool one of the benefits that i love the most is sort of the self-awareness thing and again like i'm thinking of this strictly from a creative practice but it does translate into regular life too if you go to your journal because you have fear or even because you're stuck, you know, it's like, why am I so resistant to this particular thing? Or why am I hanging on to this particular thing? As you explore it, it, it's usually probably some, to some degree, symptomatic of your psyche as a whole. I don't know if that's the right word, but, you know, just your, your mental state as a whole, your emotional state as a whole. And and you bring your emotional ball of twine to your creative <laughs> practice. So it is kind of cool if you can identify something in your creative practice, you can probably translate that into your regular life too, to maybe make things a little nicer for you, you know, yeah. um, or at least have a tool to work through things. You know, the self-awareness thing kind of really helps you figure out your focus on what's important in your actual artwork. If you're like, okay, I feel like I should be doing this sort of thing. So I'm going to do that. And it's like, well, that's just my ego. If I'm aware that that's just my ego, it's like, well, what do I want out of this? Just for me taking out all those external things, your internal why, Yeah. then that, I think that can help you with figuring out the parts of that particular project that are important to you and that allow you to move forward because it's more enjoyable to do that, to focus on those things that, that you want rather than things you feel like you should be doing.
1: Yeah. And as a counselor, I prescribed journaling to everybody. And there were barriers. You know, some people said, nope, I can't because somebody will read it. And I'm thinking, of course, wow, if you're surrounded by people in your life that you don't trust to read any of your stuff, then that's something to think about. So there are some logistical concerns like that. And then some people recommend, well, write it down and then tear it up or burn it. Yeah, or yeah, You know, there are all these sort one. of ritual type things. But also uh, another one was like, I'm not a writer. I don't have any interest in writing. And if that's the case, well, if you've never tried it, I'd say try it even if you think you're not, because I think I'm not a lot of things. And then I try them and go, well, you know what? I like that better than I thought I would. So it's worth trying. But also there are other forms like the art journal.
0: That's right. Yeah.
1: So our old friend, Paulus Berenson, uh, to Spring from the Hand that we watched, he has these journals full and he's looking at them. First of all, he decorates the covers. He makes all his his, journals. He binds them. And he 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 taught workshops on how to do that and stuff like that. So, I mean, that was part of his practice. But his books were so fascinating for him to flip through because he would just have a picture of a friend of his and go, oh, that's my friend, the dancer, you know, whatever. And he had just jotted down like the date or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think about how often I'm even looking through a catalog, and I'm just, oh, I love that comforter with that plant. Like, oh, that just looks like such a nice scene. Sometimes I've cut those out or whatever, like a little inspiration journal about how you yeah. want your house to look, or I don't know, there are just a million ways that you can sort of keep a journal that's not a writing journal either. Absolutely.
0: You know, sketching journal, art journal, photo journals, uh, really anything, you know, it it kind of, for me... I think of journaling in a lot of ways as a source of inspiration. Like, even if you're working through problems, it's because you want to get the motivation to get back to your practice and be excited about it. I mean, I feel like that's sort of the end game there, you know. And it's—I love journaling, and I also love that I don't feel like I have to do it every day, and I— love now i've i've had this one journal i think for four years now i'm probably like two-thirds of the way through because that's how infrequently i journal it's like a hundred and some page journal someone gave it to me as a gift and but i love it because you know eventually it's going to be full and that's exciting too right it's like we have more journals (laughs) than we can possibly fill except for you you can probably (laughs) fill them all Um, but i have you know i've gotten journals all through my life and i'm trying to think if i've ever finished a single one so this might be a huge milestone for me wow
1: and you guys will be here for
0: it. That's right. When it happens. We're going to have a release party. It's going to be <laughs> sick. Uh, You'll yeah. be able to find
1: out what you had for breakfast four years ago.
0: That's right. It's not that kind of <laughs> oh, journal. It's oh, not. Um, you were talking about the aesthetic portion of journaling. And like, man, there, there is. There's nothing like having a nice... Journal that lays flat open, so I don't have to kind of keep oh, bending it back, yes. um, and annoying. be able to write without the pages flipping up and having a nice pen.
1: I like dark lines. There's something about dark lines oh, for like me. Oh, like the ruled lines. Yes, exactly. Yeah.
0: What about the? Then uh, there are the ones with the dots, that the grid journals that you can fun. You know, and then there are the blank journals that have no lines for sketching and stuff like that. So,
1: and the Uniball pen, the Uniball Vision fine.
0: Yeah, that's the a nice beautiful one.
1: Beautiful gel pen. Ah.
0: And I like it because I was using um another pen, the Pilot V five, which I liked, but it was it was super fine and it was scratchy. Ooh, and, yeah. And that's this not provides pleasing. a much more satisfying thick without being right. gummy and stuff like that. Yeah. So
1: I also like the G2, the uh um, Oh yeah,
0: Pilot G two. Pilot
1: G two It's a yeah. nice one.
0: And then journals, you know, the man it's wild. At one point, it felt like the Moleskines were the the journal out there, but there's so many good ones. Um, the one that I was talking about before is my Luke term. It's, it's German, Luke term or something along those lines. But uh, it's it's like an eight by ten mm-hmm. journal. so It's a larger format, which I like. Um, and I then... believe
1: it's Moleskine.
0: Well, that's what I've heard, and I didn't want (laughs) to sound pedantic, so I just went with the moleskin, which is actually the stuff you put on wounds, like when you have blisters on your feet. But you could make a journal out of that, too, if that was your thing.
1: This is the bomb for the blisters of the soul. That's
0: right. (laughs) Moleskin journal. That's right. Um, That can be a fun part of it, too, though, right? Which I think if it's like a lot of things. If you have, like doing auto mechanic work, if you have the right tools, it makes the job easier and more pleasurable because then all you focus on is the job itself as opposed to like, how do I kludge together something that will <laughs> help me fix this thing? And I think with journaling, if you have nice materials and it, and it doesn't cost that much, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, you can get one journal for 15 bucks, a box of pens for five bucks and you're on your way. But I think that makes it more enjoyable experience if you have those things. And then maybe a nice cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. Maybe some uh, Kenny G playing softly in the back. No, no. (laughs) Michael Bolton. But yeah, I don't know that. I think that's an interesting part of this whole thing is that physical experience of journaling. Absolutely. Key Um, for me. Yeah. And so, you know, the the biggest thing with any of this is if you're struggling in your creative practice or you feel like you want a little something more in your creative practice, to give journaling a try, if you don't already, if if you have tried and it hasn't worked out for you, try something different, um, or something that feels more like something you would do. I, you know, I, I was talking about that James Clear one sentence thing, and I think, man, what an easy way of entry into that. And so his whole thing, the the journals that he provides provides the journals for sale that <laughs> allow you to, do, but it's basically each each page has 31 lines, and so every day you just write one mm. sentence, and you can you can kind of provide a guide rail for that. You could be like, okay, uh, this month it's going to be gratitude. So, Mm. and you made the point when I brought it up that um, by only having one sentence, it kind of forces you to really consider what you want to write down there. Yeah. As opposed to just being like, I ate a waffle today, you know, (laughs) which which is valid. Yeah. You know, it's not an invalid journal entry, but, uh, and maybe if that's what gets you started, roll with that. But anyway, there are some really low barriers for entry. And I think something like that is nice because you get to see it fill up fairly quickly and like, hey, I'm just trying to fill up this page over the course of a month. And I think maybe that's sort of, the, it's almost like the writer in the blank page. When you get a big full journal, you, there's this weird need to fill it up. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I mean, how excited do you get when you, oh get to, when you finish a journal and then it's like, all right, a fresh new one. And then you get that fresh new one. And it's like, oh, it's a lot of journal stuff in here. How am I going to, what am I going to write?
1: Well, just like my plate. Often I leave like one bite. It's very weird. Depressionary parents, I don't know. Something, even though they would eat every bite. But I get a scarcity mindset with my sketchbooks. So almost all my sketchbooks have the last page is unfinished.
0: Ah, interesting.
1: It's kind of this like, oh, I don't want it to completely be gone.
0: <laughs> well, I can attest that in our pantry, we have a lot of that that goes on too, where it's like, well, you open the new one, but there's still a little bit left in the old one. Which I is, don't want to take the last of anything. It might be worth journaling about that. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think uh, the getting started part, like if, if you're worried about what's right, you can take the artist's way approach of just like, just stream of consciousness it and... uh You know, I would say as someone who's very much a fan of doing things that feel good to me versus doing whatever is prescribed in a book, say the artist's way, she talks about doing what, three to five pages in the morning. If one's it, then just do one page or do a paragraph or, but getting started is the hardest part. Um, If you're not willing to do stream of consciousness, you can think about from your creative practice, you know, technical problems, conceptual ideas, which are some people call concepts, pretty cool (laughs)
1: conceptual ideas
0: (laughs) sounds Uh, fancy oh yeah creative fear or your relationship with creativity you know those are some pretty rich veins to mine Mm -hmm. um begeisterung Begeisterung. that's right speaking of germans um and you know i think it just like the inspiration like i was saying before you know the idea that a a journal for me i like it to when I'm done with journaling, to be inspired to go do my creative practice, regardless of what I'm writing about, you know. Exploring mood, I think, is an interesting way. Like, you know, if you're feeling a little depressed about your creative practice or you are excited about it, you know, I mean, there are all these things that can just sort of get the words flowing. But uh,
1: I thought it was interesting the other day. I was lying awake at night worrying about something and thinking of all the negative aspects of it, like, oh, this is going to happen and this is going to happen. this. And then in the morning, I said, okay, I'm going to make a conscious decision to journal about the positive aspects, like the possible benefits of it.
0: Yeah. And it felt so good. It does. And I think that's a really good point because everything has those things. I was on a bike ride with my brother and we were talking about a certain family member who was not necessarily the nicest person. But their engagement in the family, they're, they're no longer in the family or on this earth at this point, but a lot of really great things sprung out of their having touched our family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was really good for me to, for him, my brother provided the reframe on that. And I was just like, oh yeah, you know, and I, and I, and I forget that all the time. And I think, so I think journaling about that kind of stuff, you know, from a, in your creative practice or in life, if that's where you need to be is super helpful because there's always a silver lining I guess or Yeah. Pretty neat. So that's your takeaway. Go get yourself some paper. Doesn't have to be a fancy book. Do recommend a good pen, but a nice ballpoint pen, just a regular big I so, guess. Yeah, well, it'll do the trick, right? It's a gateway. <laughs> so, um, or just steal one from your bank.
1: Ooh, or get one of those pens that has the 10 different colors. Where you push down the different one? Oh, where are those?
0: They're out there. I'm sure of it. I have no doubt. And
1: then if you have your rainbow suspenders and Morgan Mindy t-shirt, you're ready to go.
0: Uh, which or maybe
1: sounds... I'm talking about me again.
0: Well, you don't have any of those things.
1: Well, I did.
0: <laughs> I wish I still did. You had rainbow suspenders? Yeah. That's awesome. I had no idea. We're learning stuff. No,
1: that's not true.
0: I had a rainbow belt. You had a more Minty shirt, though.
1: I did have a more Minty yeah. shirt. I lied sure. about the suspenders, but it was one of those belts, rainbow belt. Yeah. It looked like suspenders. Yeah, no, I, yeah I'm with you. I'm with
0: you. <laughs> I 80s like to was lie. A time. It's part
1: of my creative practice. Right. Just make stuff up.
0: <laughs> I like to think of it as tall tales. Yeah. Not lying.
1: That's the beautiful yeah. thing about memory, right? Yeah. It's completely made up. A lot of it.
0: Yeah, so we'll, and we'll have to do an episode on memory because I think that would be a fun yeah. one. That's it for this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And we hope maybe you try some journaling and feel free to share the Creative Double Shot with all of your creative friends and non-creatives too if you think it would be fun for them. If they want to listen to us ramble on about big <laughs> pens. And uh, we'll see you next time on the Creative Double Shot.
1: See ya.